What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Hey everybody and welcome back to the Set Your Mind Above podcast. I'm your host BJ Sype. I'm a Christian, a preacher, a husband, and a father. In this podcast, we take everyday, ordinary events and explore how they can teach us extraordinary, eternal truths. I'm so glad that you joined me for this episode. Now let's open up our minds, our hearts, and our Bibles together. Before we begin, you guys have been so patient with the sporadic schedule as of late. Life has been absolutely crazy over here at our place, and I am so grateful that you guys show me so much grace when episodes sometimes have to be postponed like last Friday's. One of the most important life lessons that I have learned is that everything that you say yes to, you say no to something else. I've been trying to say yes to way too much recently, and my shepherds have been reminding me to slow down and I'm very grateful for their encouragement and counsel. More about that later this week. For now, I want to tell you about a little home repair that my father-in-law and I got into before they had to leave over the weekend. So our home is a brand new build, and we are the first owners. In fact, when we first moved here three years ago, it was not even finished yet. That being said, Everything about the house, then, is under three years old. All the appliances, all the fixtures, the roof, etc. Usually, when appliances are under three years old, you aren't very concerned about problems. But when you walk outside to your garage and see a small stream flowing from your hot water heater, that's a problem. It's been crazy. In the last few months, I've had several things break that I've needed to fix. Our dishwasher, two sinks, and now this hot water heater. Upon inspection, the water was coming out of the line from the T and P valve, which stands for temperature and pressure relief. Usually, this valve is just precautionary and is hardly ever activated but it is one of the most important pieces of equipment on your hot water heater. That is for sure. Because essentially, it's there to keep your hot water heater from exploding like a bomb. Seriously, look it up. Mythbusters were able to shoot one about 500 feet in the air by blocking the TNP valve. How it works is that the valve activates and releases water to relieve excess temperature and pressure from inside the tank. Usually, this only happens little bits at a time, but in our case, our valve was faulty and was just letting water run out of it like it was a garden hose. We ran over to Lowe's and picked up a new valve and installed it, which seems to have done the trick. I'm so grateful that it was just a valve issue and not a tank issue. For starters, 
we should not be having to think about repairing or replacing a water heater that was installed in 2019 already. But most importantly, I also don't have to wonder if I'm going to start World War III from an explosion out of my garage. A water heater blowing up is extraordinarily dangerous, which kind of goes unsaid, be it gas or electric. That is why this valve is so critical, because it keeps things from being bottled up inside until finally, and quite literally, blowing through the roof. Hopefully this will be my last dealings with it, and I'm glad that I had my father-in-law around to help me identify the issue and teach me a new skill as a homeowner. Obviously, we can all understand the importance of something like a T&P valve, but do we understand the critical importance of not letting things bottle up inside of ourselves? I'm so grateful that in our time, we are turning back to a culture that encourages and embraces showing emotion. In times past, showing emotion was considered weakness or inappropriate, especially among men. And yet, bottling up our emotions, be it sadness, anger, joy, or worry, is one of the worst things that we could possibly do for ourselves. Doing so can lead to great destruction, where we bottle things up until we finally blow, hurting those that are around us. Allowing ourselves to let our emotions out in appropriate levels, much like a TNP valve, is the best thing for our relationships. Scripture speaks of this in many ways. Consider for a moment what Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and let's look at verses 1 and verse 4. There is an occasion for everything, and a time for every activity under heaven, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. There is a place for everything in life, and that includes a time and a place for you to allow your emotions to be expressed. This is how God designed us, to feel the things that we feel and allow these emotions to be harnessed and used for good. God never designed us to just bottle things up. As a matter of fact, if we do so, we rob others of an opportunity to help us or encourage us. Romans chapter 12 and verse 15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. How are others supposed to rejoice with me or weep with me if I bottle everything in? How can they know what I'm feeling or experiencing if I never express those things in front of others? Bottling things up does not make you stronger or tougher. It makes you weaker because you isolate yourself. Not only this, the longer you hold things in, the more the pressure will build until suddenly you just explode. But do you recognize that allowing our emotions to be expressed and come out is not only what is best for our earthly relationships, but also for our relationship with God? For whatever reason, so many churches, for fear of drifting off into exaggerated, dramatized showmanship and worship, have elected to show no emotion at all. We sing with stoic faces. We sit still, not moving a muscle. 
We don't lift our hands or even kneel to pray anymore. The common picture of traditional Christian worship is void of any and all emotion. But my friends, this is not how God has called for us to worship Him. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verses 23-24, through 24, But an hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Certainly there is a time and a place for everything, and we must have control over our emotions. But those emotions ought to be shown in worship if we are truly to worship God from the heart. If a prayer moves you to tears, then cry. If a baptism moves you to rejoice, then do it. Sing, clap, shout hallelujah. Time would fail us to look at all of the countless examples of emotion being expressed by worshipers of God in Scripture, both among the people of Israel and those in the church age. The point is this. God does not want you to keep everything bottled up. Be in control of your emotions, but let them be seen. Heartfelt worship and true worship is one that cannot be separated from emotion. Let's conclude with Psalm 103 and verse 1. My soul, bless the Lord, and all that is within me, Bless His holy name. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and I would invite you back Tuesdays through Fridays for a brand new episode each day. If you haven't already, be sure to find us on Facebook for occasional announcements and special video sessions. If you have benefited from this podcast, please, if you're able to, be sure to share it with someone else that you think could benefit from it as well. Until next time, know that I love you, that God loves you, and may we all each and every day set our minds above.